Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Monday, August 7th, 2023. Um, Chris says, Pastor, you were not on YouTube yesterday, but you are today. That is correct. So uh, as I've, I've pointed out, uh, we're not streaming live uh, Sunday morning services. We're trying to encourage in-person worship amongst uh, the members. Those of you who aren't members of our congregation or live a distance away, um, you're just going to have to wait until the video gets posted. And I haven't yet posted the video from yesterday. So yeah, check the YouTube channel later today. You should uh, see both sermon and Bible class and complete service available to you, hopefully, uh, later today when it gets uploaded. So I just upload that after the fact rather than live. So it'll show up there. You'll have a chance to uh, supplement uh, what we do here each day, except for Sunday. All right? Yeah. And that's not, um, it's not probably the best solution, but it, it, at the moment it seems to be the, uh, the only solution it, to encourage in-person worship is to um, not allow people to defer um, to watching live. Um, those who need it, though, um, who are truly homebound, um, well, they'll be able to watch it later in the week. So maybe even that same day, depending on what happens on Sunday. All right. So no worries. You'll see it there. Uh, just uh, make sure to go to the channel and um, like and subscribe and turn on notifications. And then that way, uh, whenever new videos are posted on YouTube, you'll get a notification on your device. All right. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, let's pray our psalm for the week, Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and say, Return, O children of man, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger. By your wrath we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are seventy, or even by reason of strength, eighty. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger, and your wrath according to the fear of you? So, teach us to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants, and your glorious power to their children. 
Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us, yes, and establish the work of, the, of our hands upon us, yes, establish the work of our hands. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay. We say our memory verse for the week. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. Again, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. This was our epistle yesterday, and of course you'll see connection then also with the uh, appointed catechism here for this week as well. Sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, and lead us not into temptation. What does this mean? God tempts no one. We pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. Okay. First reading today is from Isaiah 52. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Your watchmen shall lift up their voices. With their voices they shall sing together, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. All right. Now, of course, uh, you might think of the preaching office, which of course is true, right? That the how beautiful uh, upon the mountains are the feet of him, the pastor who brings to you the good news, who proclaims to you peace, right? Uh, but of course, it's really the, the pastor is only doing um, a delegate job. I mean, it's been delegated to him by the Lord himself. So, uh, first and foremost, the feet of him who brings the good news is Jesus, right? Which explains why um, there's so much mm, consideration of feet (laughs) in the Gospels, right? But of course, you see um, the purpose here. And the watchmen here are not to cry out and to warn the people, but now they are given to proclaim uh, the watchman, that the uh, Redeemer has come, the one with good tidings of of great joy, and instruct the people now to break out into song and to sing for the redeemed. Redeemer has come to redeem. Right? Of course, the holy arm that is made bare is Jesus himself. So uh, what a beautiful beginning of the servant song here in Isaiah 52. All right, and then our reading for catechesis is from Matthew chapter 20. Right? Remember, he's been in Judea beyond the Jordan, so to the great far south. Now, as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men um, sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet, but they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, 
Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. All right. So the city that he goes to is Jericho, all right, a city that uh, ought not um, exist anymore. If you remember, um, it was the first major city to be conquered when uh, God's people were brought into the promised land. For that, you might look at Joshua 6, right, and the destruction of Jericho there. Um, There was also a curse applied to the city, if you regard, here at the end of Joshua 6. Um, Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds the city of Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. And that certainly comes true. Uh, It's rebuilt, and both the firstborn and um, the youngest um, lose their life. Um, so here it is recorded in First Kings chapter 16. <clears throat> this is during the prophetic ministry of Elijah, by the way. Uh, Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. Remember, uh, Ahab married Jezebel, and you have the Baals and the Astra being set up all throughout the land. In his days, Heel of Bethel built Jericho. So the guy's name was Heel of, of Bethel. He laid its foundation with Abiram, his firstborn, and with his youngest son, Segub, he set up its gates, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua, the son of Nun. Right? So we have this just brief couple verse note much later. Um, when the city was finally rebuilt, yes, the man who rebuilt it lost both his eldest and firstborn. All right. Uh, remember who was all destroyed, actually, in Jericho? As it was everybody. Oh, except Rahab. Uh, and her family, who escaped, right? Uh, of course, Rahab being in the line and lineage of both David and Jesus. All right. Who's besides the road? We have two blind men, and they cry out, Kyrie eleison, right? O Lord, have mercy. And then Huyos Dawid, right? Son of David. Son of David. Uh, what does it mean to call Jesus Lord? Here you might think of the small catechism, right? Um, and in Jesus Christ, his, son, his only Son, our Lord, we say in the, in the second article of the Creed, uh, what does that mean? That he is my Lord, that he has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sin, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own, right? Live under him in his kingdom. All right, so the name Lord, Luther rightly understands, means that God has saved me and has dominion over all things. Lord of heaven and earth, right? So, for these blind men to address Jesus in this way is to confess, you are my God and I belong to you. That's what they're saying. Uh, what does it mean to call him son of David? This is a key. Now we're saying fulfillment of prophecy. What was the prophecy made to David? That would have been in Second Samuel chapter 7 uh, with the covenant promise, the testament. He, oh, I should go back a verse. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you, you say wrong, and he will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. Hmm. All right. So uh, now they not only are confessing him to be God, and that they are, and that they belong to him, but that he is the fulfillment of that promise made to David. So Jesus is the king, the son promised to David who would have his eternal throne 
and he's coming into his kingdom. All that confessed by two blind men. Right? And again, we echo this um, every Sunday in Divine Liturgy. It's the uh, first of the five pillars of the Divine Service, the Kyrie, Lord. That's what Kyrie, Kyrios, right? It means Lord. So Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy upon me. Christ, have mercy upon me. Lord, have mercy upon me. So we pray with these blind men, even to this very day. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, we also say, uh, who takes away the sins of the world, right? Have mercy upon us. So uh, we recognize how he is Lord, which is by forgiving us our sins. All right. Uh, the reaction of the multitude, though, uh, they, can't, they can't bear this confession of faith. Isn't that incredible? Right? So they demand the men to be silent. But the men, of course, uh, cannot but confess. So then they, they say it all the more, right? Um, Jesus hears them. Of course he does. And uh, what does he, what does he uh, ask them? Verse 33, uh, 32, excuse me. What do you want me to do for you? And what do you desire of me? Right? And this is an important question. Um, you might think back to Matthew chapter 9. And uh, this is uh, with the disciples. And then the Pharisees see him eating with tax collectors and sinners. That's it, right? What do you desire of me? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire, right? What do you want from me? I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I do not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. We talked about that in Bible study yesterday. All right. Um, also, maybe back in Matthew chapter 12, you have... Um, the whole bit with Satan and Beelzebub, right? If I cast out demons by Beelzebub. No, let's go back a little bit. That's not what I wanted to read. Ah, yes, here we go. The same thing again. Um, but if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. All right. So what were they seeking of Jesus? Mercy. And what does Jesus want to give? Mercy, right? I've, I've suggested this is the key to prayer right, is that we pray according to his promises. We ask that for which he has promised to give us. Then we can pray with all boldness and confidence, as dear children ask their dear father, right? So uh, think the Lord's Prayer. They're all seven petitions, are only asking what God has already promised to give to us. That's why it's the the perfect prayer, right? So what do you desire? Mercy. Um, In particular, what kind of mercy? That our eyes, verse 33, may be opened, right? And there you have Jesus uh, moved with compassion, touching their eyes, and they immediately receive their sight. And notice what the result is. Having received the answer to their prayers, they follow him. Right. Well, of course, there might be something to be said about the eyes as well. Um, so remember, oh, what, what did we just look at on Saturday too? Yes, on Saturday we had um, Salome, the mother of uh, the sons of Zebedee, come and ask that James and John be uh, seated at, at Christ's right and left hand. And he said that was not his to give. Of course, we noted how it was uh, the two thieves that were get, the thief and the murderer that was given to be at Jesus' right and left hand. You're right. Um, so we live by faith and not by sight is the key. So though James and John had eyes to see all that Jesus had done, they clung to the glory rather than the mercy. The two blind men have heard what Jesus has done and believe that he is their compassionate Lord. Even when the multitudes try to silence them and turn them away. They continue to confess that Jesus is the merciful son of David. The desire to receive their sight comes from the firm conviction that the merciful son of David will rescue their bodies from the curse of death. They believe that Jesus is the one who can destroy death, as he had told the disciples. So we too cry out for mercy in the divine service, 
in the certainty that he will rescue our bodies and souls from the curse of death. Jesus has compassion upon us and feeds us with his own body and blood that we may see and follow him through cross and resurrection. All right, beautiful. We're doing all right on time. I've got chapel here up at Rocky Knoll. Uh, not for an hour yet. So let's, um, let's hear about the hymn, which was our hymn of the day yesterday, and that way you'll be prepared uh, to sing it in faith all week. Okay. What is the world to me with all its vaunted pleasures? All right. This text has frequently been ascribed to Georg Michael Pfefferkorn, 1645 to 1732. But Fisher and Tumpel attribute it to Balthazar Kindermann, 1636 and 1706. And Julian notes that the text is not included in Pfefferkorn's uh, Poetisch Philologische Deutscher Gedichte. That's a hymnal of from Altenburg, 1667 and 1669. Nor is Pfefferkorn's name associated with it in the uh, Stettinisches Volstinges Gesangbuch. Uh, that's 1671. I love trying to pronounce German. In a latter source, the 1715 Naumburg Gesangbuch, the text is in fact linked to Pfefferkorn, but the text had appeared earlier than any of the, these sources in Kindermann's Das Buch der Redlichten uh, Jen Welchem Allerhand Gedichte and Light Leader. All right. Stories and, and, and songs. That's a hymnal of 1663, where it is given under the heading Verschammung der Welt, Disdain for the World or Rejection of the World. So they had a whole section of hymns in that hymnal that were under that heading, Disdain or Rejection of the World. <laughs> Each of the hymn's eight stanzas concludes with the phrase Was frag ich nach der Welt? What do I ask of the world? Uh, TLH 430 included all eight stanzas, while LSB follows Lutheran Worship 418 in choosing stanzas 1, 3, 5, and 8 of the original. The basis of this translation is a version by um, Auguste Krull, 1845-1923, that was in our first English hymnal, the Evangelical Lutheran Hymn Book of 1889. All right. Was frag ich What do I ask of the world? All right, so TLH... Uh, had all eight stanzas, and uh, LSB dropped a few stanzas, so maybe, what TLH number was it? 430. What is the world to me? There it is. All right, so we need stanzas. What were the omitted stanzas? Two, four, six, and seven. All right, stanza two. The world is like a cloud and like a vapor fleeting, a shadow that declines, swift to its end retreating. My Jesus doth abide, Though all things fade and flee, my everlasting rock, what is the world to me? All right, and then stanza four. The world seeks after wealth. No, that one we have. That's not right. That's a typo. All right, I guess it stands a five. The world is sorely grieved whenever it is slighted or when its hollow fame and honor have been blighted. Christ, thy reproach I bear long as it pleaseth thee. I'm honored by my Lord. What is the world to me? All right, and then... Uh, I think six and seven, yep. The world with wanton pride exalts its sinful pleasures, and for them foolishly gives up the heavenly treasures. Let others love the world with all its vanity. I love the Lord my God. What is the world to me? The world abideth not like a flash. Twill vanish. With all its glorious pomp, pale death it cannot banish. Its riches pass away, and all its joys must flee. 
but Jesus doth abide what is the world to me. All right, as we've discussed, never quite clear why those stan- why certain stanzas are omitted. Sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, in this case, I'm not so sure. All right, so let's sing. collect for the week. Let your merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of your humble servants, that they may obtain their petitions, make them to ask such things as shall please you through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, lead us out of temptation. Guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. 
Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray this day for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord of mercy. We pray today in Thanksgiving with those celebrating their birthday. Yesterday, Donica and Van. Today, Adeline and Roger. Pray for those celebrating their baptism. Today, Sherry. Pray for those celebrating their anniversary. Yesterday, Zachary and Samantha. Pray for all the households of our church this week with Jared and Michelle, Jackie, James, Dolores, Jonathan, Walt, and Ruth. We pray for our catechumens. We pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Joe, Melanie, Kelsey, Christopher, Marcy, Brad, Eileen, and Ron, Doug, Beverly, Donna, Jim, Pat, Wendell, and Arlene. Pray for our homebound, Marcy, Marion, Dan, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially that of Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. And we also uh, intercede on behalf of Stephen and Penny uh, and their family who are in need of new employment and also housing. Pray for Naomi, who will be undergoing surgery this week. For all that, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, that's the congregation prayer for today, uh, Monday, August 7th, 2023, or whenever you're watching or listening to this now or in some distant future um, that we don't yet know, uh, if the resurrection has not yet occurred, right? And uh, yeah, it's, it's good to have you with us. I hope you can join us each morning this week. And if you weren't in divine service yesterday, you will have opportunity uh, to watch and listen on uh, podcast platforms. Actually, the sermon and Bible class are already up on uh, the podcast platforms, um, but uh, the video will be posted to YouTube. If I remember, I'll share it over uh, to Facebook as well for you. All right. So I hope uh, that's been a blessing. We see you again in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.